Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 134. This is a podcast about the division, its community, news, speculation, and updates about the game and IP and the franchise. I am Bond Diesel. I do division stuff such as this podcast, Twitch streams, and YouTube videos. Please take a moment to subscribe to and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. If you're on YouTube, please leave a comment for the algorithm so I can get noticed because I so desperately seek and desire attention. This episode, we will talk about the lack of state of the game, the Division 2 12.1 patch, the RE apparel event, the day before trailer, Stadia shutting down game studios, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for this month, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Tim, PK, Ron, and our newest member, Man Made Golf. Thank you very much for your support. I love y'all. There are no more ads on this podcast, so if you want to support the podcast, please do it on Patreon or by visiting my stream and doing things like tips or even just sharing the darn thing. That's all I care about. I will happily become more active on Patreon and such, so please let me know if you have any ideas what you would like to see. Uh, To support the podcast and my other content, check out patreon.com slash Bon Diesel. This uh, episode, State of the Game Recap, doesn't exist because we haven't had a State of the Game in two months. Um, I understand that you know every year with Division around this time, things go dead silent. Um, winter breaks and so on and so forth. Um, that typically ends by now. And the fact that uh, after the announcement about Star Wars... Um, I understand that they need to be careful to not come out and say things that they don't know um, after an announcement like that, that leads you to assume things about the division and what may be happening with it. You need to come out with real and and worthwhile information. Um, But (laughs) I mean, this it's it's silly at this point. It's been way too long with no updates. Um, it's it's disrespectful. Now I you know talk about you know people being entitled and and, and saying like oh this is a slap in the face. Like I do I hate that attitude. But <laughs> um, maybe at times it's more earned than others. And um. My biggest concern is that, you know, last year when there was this kind of silence, they they broke out of that silence with, here's Warlords of New York, and everyone lost their collective shit, and it was awesome. And the issue is that I've seen a lot of people be like, oh man, that's what's going to happen. They're going to come back, and it's going to be like, yo... Don't worry about Star Wars. Don't worry about Avatar. Here's Warlords of Pittsburgh or something. I don't know. But, like, that's not going to happen. And we can, I'll talk about Division 2 future stuff later. But um, I I think that there is stuff, you know, that there will be stuff to talk about and that will be happening eventually. Um, But I'm not expecting a Warlords of New York thing. And I highly, highly, highly advise that no one else be expecting that or thinking that either. Um, It's probably not happening. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. But we'll talk about that. It's just specifically to stay of the game. It's just such a bad look. Like we just had a 12.1 patch, which I'll be talking about, that almost always came along with the stay of the game especially with this one that has issues with um on PC it's crashing a lot 
And instead, we got a reply to a tweet from Johan. And Johan's dope. Johan is awesome. Um, I'm going to be throwing out a lot of criticisms during this podcast. I want to make very clear, I have a lot of respect for Massive. I especially have a lot of respect for the devs there and the people who work individually there. Um, Most of my ire is directed towards people in very high upper ladder positions, whether it's at Massive or Ubisoft. Um, And that's where my frustrations lie. So I want to make real clear, this is not going to be a platform for, you know, toxic shit talking about specific comm devs or developers or whatever. It's not what we're here for. It's not what I do. But (laughs) I I do, you know, I am pretty frustrated and, and it seems like I'm, the things that I'm frustrated about seem like they're organizational issues and not necessarily individual issues. So let's get that out of the way. But so like, I honestly, I think that, you know, next week is the final manhunt target for season four, which means that the final manhunt will unlock and the Fey mission will unlock. Um, and, and we'll see the conclusion of year two and of season four, um, which I'm expecting to be super cool. And, and, and I can't wait. I'm not playing division until then. <laughs> um, and, and we'll get into those reasons in, the, in a minute, but I just, it's, I just think it's such a bad look. And when I've been kind of dunking on stuff, I've even noticed that some, you know, people involved are even liking my posts and stuff. And what I'll tell you without calling out specific things, there's been multiple times where I've made criticisms and complaints and, and moaned and groaned about stuff um, where either indirectly or straight up directly, I've had people um, who work there be like, yeah, I know. Right. So like, that's why I, you know, throw out the clarification of like who I'm, this is really directed towards uh, or what is, is the better and, and the organization of Ubisoft and, and maybe even a little bit massive. Um, I, I often get the feeling that the frustrations and annoyances I have are shared by people who we think are the ones that make those decisions. Um, and maybe people don't realize they aren't. Um, and, and I, and I, that comforts me to a point, but it doesn't change anything. And that, that regular Joe, you know, division player who just wants some new content and some cool stuff doesn't care if a dev or a com dev likes a tweet I have that's complaining about the thing. They just want results. They want the thing that they want, right? Um, so there's there's a fine line between reasonable expectation and entitlement, and I understand that, and I probably tiptoe that line in some ways. Um, but I, I think that is a good thing most of the time. Um, I, I definitely fear tiptoeing that line of, you know, not, not doing as I say, and how often I point out people being toxic and being inappropriate and being assholes, um, while sometimes myself being toxic and inappropriate and an asshole, um, I always justify it by saying I'm doing it, um, without targeting specific people, without, being unreasonable, whatever that means. Um, that's obviously my opinion and I'm obviously hyper biased, but this whole stay of the game thing, it's, it's rough. Now, I don't think this is Hamish's fault. I don't think this is Yannick's fault. I don't think this is Johan's fault. Um, they do what they're allowed to do and they say what they're allowed to say. And I suspect that they're not allowed to do or say much right now. Um, and that they won't be able to for a minute. Um, my guess is that when we've found that there seems to be a lot of bureaucracy at Ubisoft and people aren't always on the same page. So I, I assume that, uh, you know, the com dev team knew that the star Wars announcement was coming at some point. I'm willing to bet they did not know it was coming when it came. And, this big delay is, is either them trying to circle the wagons and figure out how to address the future of division and, or 
trying to figure out what the future of division is. <laughs> um, I suspect that it's not certain or, or at least that it wasn't until recently. Maybe, um, my guess is that they're trying to decide or they are deciding, or they have recently decided what they're going to do with the division two and what the future of it is, whether season four is the end, whether there will be a year three, I think there will be, but I don't know what it looks like. Uh, we will, we will talk about that. Um, long story short, we need to stay of the game next week <laughs> on, uh, you know, after the final manhunt unlocks, um, it needs to be that Wednesday or the next one at the absolute complete latest possible. Um, and there needs to be good information. There needs to be clear information. There doesn't need to be, Oh, Hey guys, there's cool stuff coming. Wink, wink. This, this community and this game is not in a state for winky winks at this point. There needs to be clear and good information. Um, even if it's bad, even if it's bad, even if it is, Hey guys, season four is it for division two. That's a wrap. We're going to hit up the super dope star Wars thing for the next two or three years. And then we'll talk about the future of division. Then um, that's fine. That's clarity. That's people are going to be mad, but people are going to be mad no matter what they announce. So it just needs to be clear. At least that's my opinion. Okay, we're going to talk about some other gaming news for a moment and then do a nice deep rant uh, and uh, talk about Division and the future of it. Um, this stuff is kind of related, though. Um, the day before trailer dropped uh, a few days ago and uh, the Division community was a buzz. Um, so it's a early access survival game. I'll elaborate on that <laughs> momentarily in my opinion on it. Uh, it looks to be a third person PVPVE in New York City and other uh, country areas. My guess is it's going to take place. Um, I believe they've put out some information. I haven't retained it very well. Um, but, you know, multiple zones that you go into. Um, it's made by a studio who doesn't really appear to have done much um and it's backed by a publisher that's a mobile publisher uh so take from that what you will um it looks their aesthetic is definitely ripping from division really clearly um and definitely the way that they have done their media and some screenshots and stuff um is literally like a blueprint from division um which is fine you know um, imitation, uh, sometimes is a big compliment. Um, I will say the actual gameplay once, uh, like combat started happening, uh, appears to be very much more, um, last of us. So, you know, maybe the division comparisons aren't really as deep as, uh, as it appears right now. Um, so my honest take on this is, uh, to be extremely hesitant and to be very, very suspicious of this game. Um, if you're not a PC gamer or you aren't, you know, you just kind of have a couple games that you play and, and you don't delve into the early access world and stuff very much. Um, the early access survival genre is hilariously large um, has a very high population of games and projects and is insanely shallow. <laughs> it is, um, very shallow. There's, there's obviously the games that have become very popular like rust. Um, even Tarkov is a survival ish game, but not really. It's more of a shooter game. Um, with a lot of mechanics, uh, you're talking about games like Daisy, which I would say kind of founded this. Um, obviously, it started with the Daisy mod of Arma, um, and it has it has turned into more, you know, and well, not recently, but in 2013, turned into Daisy Standalone, um, which I think at this point is directly um, uh, attributed or at least connected um, to the company that actually makes Arma. Um, and it's, uh, the name of it is escaping me at the moment, Bohemia. That's it. Um, so my history with this is that I was a day one backer of the early access 2013 Daisy standalone, um, as someone who enjoyed the mod of Arma a little bit and then really dove into the standalone and it was cool. They were putting out updates back then. This is 
you know, eight years ago now. Um, and for a couple of years, I was really into it and put in a lot of hours. Uh, and then I didn't because it, they basically weren't doing it. And, you know, the progress was very slow. Um, and actually, in the last six months or so, I dove back in. I checked it out again. And it is awful. <laughs> They've added a lot. It has been improved, I'm sure, in a lot of mechanical and technical ways. Um, but that game looks like a game from, like, the mid-2000s. Uh, it looks bad. It plays bad. It's buggy. It It's awful. It's very bad. And it's been eight years of development. And I have to assume a shit ton of money collected. Um, so that little rant is why I am so, 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 so like hands off and, and, and putting my hands up with this the day before thing. Because, man, it looks good. And I've seen a hundred trailers like that that look great, look really cool and interesting and dramatic. Um, and then the game comes out and it's like a Rust clone. <laughs> so um, if, if you guys pay, still pay attention to Taylor or Riley at um, his YouTube, uh, which you should be, uh, he basically exclusively covers survival games now. Uh, obviously, he can't cover Division anymore because he works at Massive. And um, God love him. I, I appreciate what he's doing because I've I've gotten to kind of keep my finger on the pulse of the survival market through him, but he could cover 15 different survival early access games that are coming, and I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between any of them. And this game, it, it's a genre that a lot of small studios have latched onto, um, and they have big visions, and they have big ideas, and tiny budgets, and a lack of talent, and... Um, you'll you'll see that a lot of these games have huge ambitions and very little ability to finish. Um, and this studio, uh, if you look at their other games, um, uh, they they make a game, and I can't remember, 12 Survivors or something that I have heard of. Um, it's a very not ambitious game, technically. Um, and they've made a few, and from what I saw there, very, very, very tiny indie dev projects. And, and this, um, the day before game does not look like a tiny, I mean, it looks like a triple a type game with vehicles and third person and giant environments, lush environments, and these type of things, very, very giant triple a studio struggle with, um, with tons of years and many hundreds of years of combined experience. Um, on top of that, the fact that their publisher is a exclusively mobile game publisher, um, that's bad news. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. There's not much information right now, but that's probably not a super exciting sign um, if they are being backed, because um, I assume there's money coming from this publisher as well um, by a, by a, a mobile publisher because that's that means that it's going to be a microtransaction um, shit show so i don't want to be a bummer this is going to be kind of a bummer podcast but like this game you know the, the the division as much as i love it it has also taught me to keep expectations low and um to be willing to be surprised um and to not assume greatness before it comes if other people haven't learned this from division destiny anthem uh, a bunch of games in the genre that we obviously enjoy um this this game should be looked at with really squinty eyes <laughs> with with very highly suspicious eyes and um that's that's what i'll say about that hopefully i'm wrong i'll happily be wrong uh, the other bit of news is Stadia is shutting down their game studios. Um, this probably seems kind of inevitable. Um, they, you know, Google does this, man. This is how they dive into areas that they aren't already in. Um, they do it about half with about half of a foot in the water. And the moment it doesn't look like they're not, they're going to instantly dominate. Uh, they pull out and they run away. Um, so, so technically Stadia is remaining as a service. They, they are claiming that they um, are still dedicated to it, that they uh, are going to continue to work on third party deals and such. Um, I think Stadia will be shut down within the year. <laughs> if you want me to be honest, um, a big issue, if you don't know with their whole deal is that in competition with things like, um, the Xbox streaming service and stuff is that. 
with the Xbox streaming, um, that's part of the Game Pass Ultimate, um, it's cross-save. So you can be at home playing on your Xbox, um, you know, in your living room. And then you can go and you can jump on your phone while you're waiting somewhere, whatever, wherever you are, and play on your phone that same game. And it's cross-save. It's the same game. So there's a hardware and uh, mobile option. The issue with Stadia is that, well, one of the issues with Stadia is that it's not that way. You buy the game on that platform and many of the games do not have a cross save element where you can also play it on your hardware. Um, there, there are exceptions. I think destiny is an exception. I think even division technically is, um, but it's just not, it's not great. Um, another big issue, uh, that hasn't been talked about much is that it's a, it's Linux based, which means that every single game that has been put on their service has had to be converted to work on Linux, where a lot of games, especially large AAA games, don't, um, because it's uh, the Linux is such a minuscule market um, for gaming. It's you know mostly you know used for other things. So um, I've even seen rumors of people saying like, well, maybe like you know, maybe another, maybe a big developer or a platform is going, maybe like PlayStation will buy Stadia and use their infrastructure, but their infrastructure to most companies is useless because of all of the extra work that has to be done to get a game to even work on it. Um, it's bizarre. It's a very, it's very interesting. And now I assume they did that because, you know, like if you don't know the Google OS on phones and tablets and computers, the Chrome OS, um, I believe is Linux based. So it's not that surprising that that's what they tried to do with Stadia. Um, but I'm under the impression that Stadia devs and actual game devs at the studios um, have to like purposefully do a lot of work um, to make games work on Stadia um, and beyond. And, and on top of all of the other issues that Stadia has had, um, I just think it's a death nail. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's over soon. Um, and I genuinely feel bad for people who have invested money. Um, I remember things like how like cyberpunk actually worked really well on stadia from a technical standpoint. I'm under the impression that stadia is great. Um, that it plays really well. I remember playing the Phoenix rising demo on there, I think, and maybe assassin's creed back when they did that tech test and it was fine. It wasn't amazing, but it was really good um especially for a pve game it's fine i would not want to play pvp on that hell no <laughs> and even some games um like doom or even division to a point i think where you really can't you know having any kind of input lag is going to make the experience really rough um i i wouldn't want it to be on there um the, the streaming thing just isn't it's not there yet it probably will be one day but we're not there yet um, I do feel bad for all these devs that were at Stadia. Um, I've seen a lot of talk from devs that I'm aware of who have made it really clear, like, hey, a lot of time when Google shuts down like a big project, they can move those developers and engineers and stuff to other projects they're working on. It's not that big of a deal. Um, game dev uh, skill bases don't really translate to like Gmail and stuff. At least a lot of them don't. I'm sure some do. Um especially like it and uh, like server side stuff and all that. But um, you know, there's a lot of devs that don't have jobs anymore. So um, hopefully they get scooped up by a bunch of other great studios or maybe even make some new studios on their own. Um, but yeah, so rip stadia probably soon. We'll see. Uh, jumping into some division topics. Uh, the main one here will be uh, the 12.1 patch. Um, so this is kind of a, a two two sides of a coin thing for me. Um, I do have an Xbox series X and a big part of this patch was to unlock the frame rate. Technically it's up to 60 FPS, uh, from 30, like it was before. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's better than I thought. I have a PC, um, that has a 2700 Ryzen seven, a 1070 TI an M.2 drive, um, 32 gigs of Ram. It's like a mediocre machine, right? But it's, it's it's good it, it it plays games well um especially like 1080 1440p um for whatever reason uh that machine has always struggled with division one and two um not from a ability to run it uh quality uh but just it just always crashes 
I've always had issues um, with both games and never been able to actually get it to really run on this machine well, um, which is annoying, but I assume it's a problem on my side. Um, even then, though, when I have gotten to play it, it's been cool. Uh, 60 FPS does matter. Um, if you're some like console stan, like I consider myself, who's still trying to do the like 30 FPS is all the eye can see. It's not. <laughs> it's um, and it's and the 60 FPS and higher is um, from a smoothness perspective, a gameplay perspective. Um, it's so much more pleasing to the eye. And this 12.1 patch makes division. Um, I mean, it looks. Way, I mean, the Series X is more, is better than my PC. Um, by a pretty significant amount, at least for now. And um, and it shows. It feels great. And something that, uh, even if you're not on a mouse and keyboard, even if you're on a controller, um, movement, cover, especially gunplay, just feels so good. Even in the menus, it looks good. Like, you can see all the little animations and how smooth they are um, in the menu and the inventory system in the game in general. It's just so wild that, like, if you're playing on a 60 hertz or better screen, um, and you're playing on one of these new systems that's getting this update. I mean, you're, it's undeniable how much better it is. So Bravo, it looks great. I don't know if they added any more, um, enhancements. I'm sure there's a few things ticked and bumped up and stuff. Um, I haven't tested much quite yet. I just jumped in for a few minutes and played around. Um, I'm curious about things like draw distances and stuff, and hopefully there's less pop in and things. Um, uh, but that, that depends on how much, uh, effort they really put in to this patch. So, um, maybe I'll update, uh, in a week or two, uh, to what uh, comes of that when I look at it more. Okay. So the other side of the coin, at least for me, um, the resident evil apparel event. So I will preface this by saying, I know that there's a, a significant number of people who are very excited for this event. Um, who think it's really cool to do collabs like this and stuff. You know, this is not directed at you, my, my rant. That's probably about to happen. Um, I am super happy for things to enjoy things, even if I don't. Um, so let me get that out of the way. Now, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, I made a meme where I posted the, the red button meme where the guy's like sweating and he doesn't know. And I posted it and said, you know, uh, someone at Ubisoft headquarters when uh, thinking about the future of division two and the two buttons um, it shows two buttons and one says meaningful and interesting content. Uh, the other button is anime and other under anime and zombie uh, collabs. And then it shows him he's like sweating. You can't decide which button to hit. And obviously they hit the other one because there's some mobile game collaboration they're doing. Uh, where they've put in a bunch of division stuff into the side-scrolling anime girl game. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I probably it's probably not meant for me, and that's fine. Um, the funny thing is, I don't think that the official division channels have even recognized this collab at all. I'm pretty sure it's a 100% on their side collaboration. So, uh, whatever. This this Resident Evil thing, like. It's annoying in the first place because now we know that that nightmare event for Kenley that got canceled, that they didn't even take the time or effort to finish, I assume, because they couldn't. And that's fine. Again, I'm not blaming individuals. Um, that means that that event was going to be a zombie mode in Division. And that's just that's just annoying. Like, like Ubisoft has a franchise that they've just absolutely ruined with these collabs and all of this stuff. Um, and why not, like, why not do this with that, um, with ghost recon wildlands and especially Breakpoint, they've thrown in aliens and predators and, you know, other games they, they, they've just basically just thrown the book at, at this, at that franchise to just say, we don't fucking care. We don't care about the history or the story of this franchise. We're just going to go nuts with it. We're going to have terminators running around the completely blank and pointless world. You know, we're just going to go nuts. So why not, why not do this event there where people are going to be like, Oh, yep. They're trying to find another reason for people to waste their time with that game. Let's throw zombies and resident evil in there. Why not? I just don't, it's, it's concerning to me that over the last so many years, it seems like they've, you know, tried to do, um, especially massive, I assume has tried to rein in the ridiculousness 
uh, with Division and ch- to try to stay true to the IP and to the lore and to the, um, you know, for those that care, the, uh, the, the world and the integrity of, of the game. Um, where we've seen that not happen with a game like Breakpoint or, or Ghost Recon in general. And this makes me, this, this anime thing and then this Resident Evil event just really makes me think like, oh man, like Massive's not in control of this IP right now. Uh, not that they ever were. I'm sure it's owned by Ubisoft and not by them, even though the way it originated. But it seems like it was mostly hands-off. And now it seems like there's someone at Ubisoft whose job is to work on collabs who they're like, hey, that division game, what do you want to do with it? And he's like, I'll contact literally everyone and just see, see what comes up. And what's interesting to me about it is that this apparel event, um, it's like, it doesn't even look good. Um, I've seen a lot of people pointing out that one, most of the apparel is just a recolor of existing apparel, which they've done already. Um, but, um, and then there's like a mat, like a hunter mask that is the nemesis face. And it just looks awful. Like it looks, it looks so stupid. And I just like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's just like cheesy. Like, it's not like, it's not even for the people who are excited for it. Like I said, in my little preface, I'm sure it's super cool, but as someone who I, I like resident evil, I think resident evil do, is dope. The resident evil two remake a year or two ago was one is one of my favorite like remakes and maybe games ever. It's so good, but like, what are they doing? <laughs> like this is not, it's, it's not done well. And and that's, I think beyond the fact that I'm annoyed that they would even do this collab because it just doesn't make any sense with the way that they seem to have wanted to treat this IP it doesn't even look good. like there's no way that the 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 people in charge of that ip of resident evil are looking at this event and being like wow i'm super glad that they just copy and pasted a bunch of apparel and then kind of half-assed a bunch of other stuff like i i just there's no way that either side of this is happy <laughs> like there's no way that they're that that konami or whatever is like they shouldn't be cool with the way this is because it doesn't look great i just don't I don't understand. I I just don't know why, because there had to have been at least some effort put into this. So rather than giving us like, like seriously, if this event, if this apparel event uh, was a rogue apparel event where all of the, all of the apparel that already exists, that's already in the game, that's on the rogues and the various manhunt targets. If they made all of that available, to collect in an apparel event instead of this people will be losing their freaking minds because that that apparel looks great it's really cool people have been asking for it forever um and maybe that's planned one day whatever but i genuinely like i just don't i don't get it um i'm under the impression that the division is a very financially fruitful game and ip um that division two may not have reached the heights population wise of division one but financially I have a very good feeling that division two has done exceptional. Um, and that just makes that that's almost makes this worse where it's like, fine, you're going to do a resident evil event then make it freaking awesome. Make the gear unique, make it look incredible. Cause that's the thing. Like just the, just the quality of this apparel just doesn't look that good beyond the fact that half of it is copy and pasted. And and that's the same story for this last apparel event we had early in the season with all that military gear. The screenshots looked really cool. I was super excited. And then it came out and then I bought all the gear and I put it on and it looks bad. It's either copy and pasted or it's just like there's like no flair to it. It's just really boring looking. Um, I just don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I mean, I know what's going on. There's barely anyone left working on this game. And, and that's, you know, and they've moved on obviously at this point. Right. But I don't know, like I have, I have such a hard time believing that there's someone sitting in a room, seeing this stuff happen and being like, they love this. They love that. This is perfect. This is, this is what we want. Um, I just don't, I don't know. It's, um, and beyond the fact that honestly, like 
the global events are really cool. Uh, those have improved significantly and I think deserve a ton of congratulations. The final missions of these manhunts, I think are so cool. Um, the Barden mission, uh, the, the, uh, oh, I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head and I'm sure the Faye one's going to be great. Um, I'm actually really excited for it, but the seasons beyond that, like the leagues really, the leagues are fine and they're a thing to do but they really aren't that great. You know, they, they are kind of like, they're just copy and pasted for the most part. Rehash content, the seasons themselves. I mean, especially the bounty, like the, the control points and bounties and missions. Like I don't mind redoing them and having a purpose, but like you are just replaying the same content we've been playing for two years. And then I think the biggest offender for me is that when you finally fight these manhunt targets, it's just a bounty. It's it's just a rogue bounty. Um, for the most part, they don't they aren't really challenging, even at higher levels. Uh, the the biggest unique part of them is that sometimes the rogues will throw the uh, you know the red gas grenades at you. I can't remember off the top of my head. And and that's and then you just kill them, and then you get some voice comms, which um, the the uh, before magnus so um the kestrel voice line were so cool those voice comms are great now let's just conveniently ignore that the kestrel final manhunt uh fight with him was ruined and i i'm under the impression it's still not fixed um maybe it is i don't know um but his voice comms are so cool and his story and his connection to black tusk and his sister sokolova and like all of you know the way they're kind of weaving this stuff all together like oh man like we're starting to get some backstory only to follow up with this magnus manhunt that had the like cringiest worst voice comms i think they've put out in the game it's just like i don't and I'm sure this, I'm sure this Cersei, this final one's going to be cool. And then our final thing with Faye is probably going to be super dope. I can't wait. I genuinely can't. I'm so excited. But this Magnus thing was just such like, oh, come on. Why are we taking such a big step backwards? Like, like who thought like, hey, we should have this misogynistic, creepy asshole as our third manhunt target after we have Kestrel, which was super cool, uh, even though his final fight was actually ruined for the majority of people who are still doing them. I just don't. I don't get it. It's very confusing and it's very frustrating. And um, yeah, so, so there's that rant. Um, so future of division two, um, as time has gone on and as I've had some winky winks and, 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 and talks and um, I don't know anything for sure. Uh, to be honest, if I did, I wouldn't say I did and I wouldn't even speculate on it. Uh, so basically if I'm speculating on something, uh, you can be, uh, you can rest assured that I don't actually know anything concrete. Uh, so division year three, I think it's going to happen. Um, but I don't know what it means. And I think it could actually be worse than if it didn't happen. Um, and what I mean by that is that if a year three of division two is just more seasons, um, especially, you know, no, no spoilers yet. Um, with the way that we, with the way that we think season four ends, um, more seasons a five, six, seven, eight, maybe I don't know what they would do. Like, I don't know what they would do with it because the way that season four is supposed to end or, or is at least supposedly going to end, um, seems like such a natural jump to a division three. Um, it seems like it sets the game up and the story up to go to another big story, um, and so I don't think seasons can do that, uh, or can do it justice. Um, and if they do seasons, I actually think that like, like if, if, if a year three comes out and it's just seasons, I would argue that it, it, that's probably worse than if they just put the game on hiatus. Now, I don't expect anyone to agree with me on that, but that's, that's what I think. I think it would be worse for division, the franchise, for them to do a year three, that's just more control points, bounties, missions, uh, and some new gadgets, which people don't even use most of them. Um, I would be very curious to see the behind the scenes stats on what uh, skills are used and what variants are used. Um, I bet it's very heavily favored and like 
five variants. And then I, I, I bet that there's a few variants that are literally not used. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few variants of the skills that literally just don't get touched by anyone other than someone, maybe as soon as they get it, they check it out and then ditch it. So I think more, more seasoned, if it's only more seasons is actually worse for the game um, than nothing. On the other hand, um, there could be more content. Now um, I've seen people like speculating and conspiring that like, Oh no, man, you know, massive has been working on another warlords of New York style, you know, patch, you know, they, they, they haven't even started on star Wars yet, which they have for sure. Um, you know, they've spent the last like six months just doing something for year three of division. And then they, no, that's, I don't think that's what's happened. I think that massive has been focusing on star Wars and avatar for the last year, um, you know, post warlords of New York, um, and that they've had other people or other support studios handling things since then. Um, I could be wrong. So I think the best chance for a year three to not just be seasons and to be some type of actual content, maybe a, a return, maybe a, 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 you know, a last stand sequel, maybe another underground type thing, maybe something else entirely that we've never experienced yet is assuming that they're going to bring in another studio um, to do it uh, while massive works on star Wars and avatar. So, you know, one of the obvious uh, guesses would be reflections or uh, Leamington. Um, I believe that less and less as time goes on one, I suspect that they are probably actually helping with star Wars and or uh, avatar. Um, two, I'm under the impression that there was, um, some, uh, internal disappointment with their work on division two. Um, I can't remember exactly what things they did, but I believe, um, they did, uh, Kinley and that Kinley was supposed to be a lot more than what it ended up being. Um, and that there may have been some, um, issues internally because of that. That's all just kind of, uh, whispers and, and me, um, uh, assuming things. So don't take too much from that. I'm probably completely wrong. So I don't actually think it's reflections or Leamington. Um, they did do, um, the update to underground, uh, in 1.8 and division one. Um, so that was the reason I, I would say they're a possibility because they have um, done good stuff before. Um, but, but we'll see. Um, my actually top candidate for, I think who, who could be doing year three content for division, uh, two would be Annecy. Um, that's actually the studio that did the raids, um, that designed them. And I believe like did everything in them. Um, obviously they will have cooperated with massive, but, um, I suspect that's the most likely studio. Um, if there's a year three and if it's done by a different studio, um, I would say Annecy is the best bet. Um, and that could be a good thing. They obviously know how to do things in the engine and with the, the game. Um, and it would be interesting to see uh, a kind of new studio to the, the franchise um, do more like mainline content for it and not raids that basically don't connect to the main story in any way, shape or form. We'll save that rant for another day. Uh, Red Storm is a big maybe. I'm going to say it's a big no, more than likely. Um, I suspect they're working on other stuff, but uh, I don't know. So we'll have to see about that. I know everyone got excited about them changing their banner. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, and then the final, maybe a new studio, maybe a studio who hasn't worked on division before or has only played a really small role, um, could jump on. Um, again, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know because the thing is, is kind of like what I was saying about the seasons. If they do a year three, which I, I'm like 50, 50 on right now. It, it has to be really, really good, um, to restore some faith in the, from the community. Um, because if it, if it's just kind of not that great, or if it's like, okay, it's only going to keep pushing that narrative that the division two isn't a good game, even though it obviously is, it, it, it's just going to reinforce a lot of the negative, um, thoughts about the game. Um, unless it's surprising and like really cool. The thing is, is that, I fear that if it's if whatever would come in a year three isn't done by massive and isn't given a lot of resources and a lot of um, freedom to do big things like warlords was, I, I fear that it's it's only going to be it's only going to make things worse um, and it's only going to up the anxiety from the community about the future of the franchise and things like that. 
So uh, possibly year three, I'm still leaning towards no. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I could be wrong. Absolutely. Um, I just fear that even if it does happen, it may not actually be good for the game or the franchise. Um, and with the events of this last patch of what they've been doing with some collabs, I'm scared that they'll just go all in on that shit and just completely just obliterate the integrity of the IP. So we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I certainly hope we find out soon uh, at least something of what's going on. Okay, um, so the Division 3 speculation room. So we're going to have to end this. <laughs> I don't think, um, I'm not personally expecting a Division 3 anytime soon. My best guess would be maybe four to five years from now. Um, if Star Wars comes out in 2022 or 2023, I'm leaning towards 23. Um, I can't imagine they would start any significant work on a mainline like Division 3 game until 2023 more than likely or maybe even the year after um they would like star wars if it comes out in 2023 they'd be wrapping up production i assume in late 2022 uh, or if it comes out in 2022 so that's when they would start putting people on to a potential division three you know that starts sooner than you think but like mainline development on a division three i can't imagine it starting anytime before 2023 and you're talking about at least two or three years so you're talking 2026 or 20 you know maybe 2025 uh for a proper mainline division three um so due to that i think it's honestly kind of inappropriate to have like a division three speculation room because I think it's setting up expectations that I just don't believe are possible. Um, and we've seen a lot of that, a lot of people pushing things that I think deep down, they know that they're full of shit, uh, with, with division and just life in general. Um, and I, and I really, really hate seeing people like kind of toy with others emotions and get them, getting them all riled up about something that they probably know isn't true or they explicitly know isn't true. Um, we do have a couple of questions uh, from listeners this week, um, from Dr. Deadlift 69, incredible on discord. Um, if you could make an expansion for division two that dropped the spring, what would it be? And what game mode would you include? Um, I would do a full revamp of conflict. Um, whether it was to make classes that you pick, um, to add more game modes to it, uh, I would just go full sale in conflict and add uh, private servers. Um, and then maybe just add, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I would focus on conflict because I think that there's a lot of people that would actually enjoy some of that four V four PVP, um, make it more approachable and make it more balanced and more worth playing. Um, like I said, even if that means actually putting in classes instead of letting people use their own gear, because I think that's the only way that you can quote unquote easily balance it. Um, and even then I think it'd be really hard. Um, the only way to do it with people's actual gear, I think would be to basically not allow skills and to normalize gear pretty heavily. Um, and no one really probably wants that. <laughs> so, um, if I were to do it, I would probably actually do a big revamp of conflict and dive into that really heavily. Um, but I don't think that's happening and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Christian Deckert on Twitter. Uh, this was a little while back, so that should explain some of the questions. Um, but, uh, if division three isn't happening, what other similar games do you have an eye on? I mean, I'm still pretty obsessed with Tarkov. Um, there's a bunch of Xbox games I'm excited for. Um, Hellblade two, um, Oh, what's the, um, the wild there's something, uh, they, they have a few games I'm really excited for. I'm super excited for halo infinite. I can't wait to see some more from that and to see it actually release. Um, I, I kind of don't have my eye on anything really specifically right now though. So I'm just looking for some new stuff to play at the end of the day. Um, how about partying up with followers, Patreons on Steam, uh, on stream, um, like a Division One Survival Sunday, for example. So th that's a super cool idea, and I really like that. My only, my main issue with it is that 
I barely um, squeak out the time to do this podcast and to do two or three, maybe four streams a week. Um, and even then it's typically, if you've ever watched, um, it's for two or three hours max. Uh, and most of the time I have a pretty specific goal I'm going for. Um, I think that if my life ever changes where I can really try to focus on streaming and stuff again, um, I would very well maybe do that. Um, I have talked to Bay Diesel a few times about like, um, if fall guys or, or games like that hit the Xbox, um, I think it would actually be pretty cool to jump on and do some like, uh, you know, like some stuff like to play some of those games with, um, you know, viewers and listeners of the podcast and my other content. Um, it, but really at the end of the day, it just comes down to time. And, and I'm so, I struggle so hard to even get the time to do the, the little I currently do. Um, I hope that I can improve that at some point. Um, but doing that kind of stuff takes a lot of organization and a lot of time. Um, and right now probably just isn't in the cards, but I really love the idea. Um, and and I, and I hope, uh, to do that kind of stuff more eventually. Um, opinions on the CD project reds, apology video. Um, do I, and, and, uh, it's bullshit. (laughs) He threw the blame on people who it wasn't their fault. They claim that they put out, um, early, early access codes for reviewers for consoles, which is a lie. Um, they claim that they didn't know things were going to be so bad on the consoles. That's the, that's a lie. Um, I think personally, so I'm not a big fan of the Witcher. I, I don't think the Witcher three was that good of a game. Um, I, I have struggled to, to play it every time I've tried. I just don't think it's that interesting. I don't think it's actually that fun to play. Um, I think the characters are definitely interesting and it seems like they do a good job of telling stories and side stories. Um, but I've just never understood the hype. Um, I don't, I think the game plays awfully. Um, I don't really care for like magic sword, dragon world thing. So maybe the game just isn't really meant for me in general. Um, so, but I didn't go into cyberpunk being like a fanboy of CD project red. Um, I, I respect the Witcher. So I respected CD, CD project red, even if I wasn't like a giant fan. Um, but as as cyberpunk was coming man even over the years but especially more recently i remember being like man there ain't no way this game can meet its own hype um and that was assuming the game was going to come out and be really good um i thought cyberpunk would come out and be extremely good um and well done and still not meet its own hype uh just because you know i've watched games like division and and lots of anthem all these other games you know have a lot of hype and look awesome and then come out and let down um, and not really be good games at first, at least. Um, I thought cyberpunk would come out and be super good and still be like, yeah, but it still didn't, it wasn't quite as good as we thought. And then it came out and beyond even the bugs, which are a huge issue and the way it runs on old platforms and things like that. And I, I don't even like calling it old platforms, by the way, they, that the entirety of the development of cyberpunk happened during the, uh, Xbox one and PS4 generation. They knew exactly the platforms they were putting this game on and they just didn't care. So let's make that super clear. They, they even they have referred to like, Oh, well we, we have struggled putting the games out on the last gen. Fuck that. You assholes <laughs> that it was not last gen that your game was being developed during the entirety of that, or at least conceptualized during the entirety of that gen. It should work perfect on those. And then even better on the other ones. Um, but they got, greedy and they got selfish and they decided to make it run okay on pc decent on next gen systems and bad on the current gen systems so let me go on that baby rant um so i i personally where i was kind of neutral on cd project red with some respect before have written them off entirely i don't think people should ever believe anything they ever say again i think that in that video, that god awful timeline they put for content is full of shit. Um, I think that they the reason it's so vague is because they have no idea. I think multiplayer is going to get canceled for that game. I'm betting the DLC is not going to be all that impressive because here's the thing: like, there's so many core systems of that game just missing. 
um, you know, I've seen people talk about it in the Schreier article and stuff, talking about like how the police system was just thrown in at the end, even though in previous years they had talked about how there's going to be like this reputation thing. You could work with the police or fight against them. or and Instead, you shoot someone when there's no one around and police pop up behind you. <laughs> they don't even pull up. Um, I don't think they can get in cars. Like, I don't think that they can drive vehicles. And then you're talking about things like, you know, the city how each NPC has like one line they can say uh, traffic gets ruined and they're completely brain dead. They don't try to do anything like in Grand Theft Auto, you know, Grand Theft Auto, old Grand Theft Auto games, the the AI, you know, would work out situations, you know, but the, the, it doesn't even have that. The actual story seems really cool. I've watched multiple playthroughs of the game and all of the endings and, and it is neat. It's a neat story. But Cyberpunk is a game that believed its own bullshit. It, uh, CD Projekt Red is a developer, um, especially the higher ups. I'm sure the devs are all incredible, but the higher ups at CD Projekt Red smelled their own butts and thought it was roses, and they believed it, and they're still doing it, um, even in the face of all this pushback. Um, so, to your second question, is do I want to try Cyberpunk? Absolutely, fucking not. Maybe one day, but for free. I will never pay for Cyberpunk. Um, I did. I pre-ordered it. And then I saw um, Dr. Lupo and Shroud playing early access on PC and and, and canceled my pre-order. Because um, I could tell like it was running like shit on PCs. No matter what people say, I've seen people be like, well, it runs great on my One X. Or, oh, my PC does a really good job. Bullshit. Maybe it runs okay, but it's still buggy as hell. And they even just recently put out a, a one of their big patches for January and then had to do a hot fix because it was fucked up. Like it, I just no. I, I have I will I have very little desire to ever give CD Project Red a penny of my money. Um maybe if it hits Game Pass one day, I'll give it a go. Um if by then it's finished. If you have your own questions, uh, keep an eye out on my Twitter. I always uh, or I tend to post something asking for topics or questions. You can also ask on my Discord, on the YouTube comments. Uh, you can even email me at bondieseltwitch at gmail.com. Um, for content updates, I haven't had streams lately because honestly, I'm kind of burned out on Division 2. Um, no one really seems to like to watch me play Tarkov. And um, there's other stuff other factors there's other things going on right now that i can't talk about um but uh hopefully i can um talk about in the coming months or weeks uh that will be really exciting um but we'll see um i will be playing the final season four manhunt uh on stream and the boss uh the, the boss fight with Faye, and we'll kind of see how that all plays out together next tuesday morning um, i'm actually going to take some pto for that day uh, so I can just jump on and play and not get in trouble at work. Um, and I think that's what I have. So this is the first uh, longer episode in a while. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch, where I stream a few times a week. Typically, uh, you can check me out on Twitter as well, at Bond Diesel, or if you just want division updates and such, at the Echo Cast. Uh, if you want some cool EchoCast or Bondiesel merch, check out streamlabs.com slash Bondiesel. Remember to support on Patreon if you would like at patreon.com slash Bondiesel. That's all I have. So until next time. I'm gonna go